This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Well, you know, we just got off a, a series of walking in the fruit of the Spirit. Amen. And if you haven't been part in, in some of the services and you're, and you're a little grouchy, you need... Okay. Any grouchy people out here? Amen. We got some hands being raised. Amen. And we need, we need to get out of that grouchy mode. Amen. And, you know, uh, you know we, we need to be, be very careful that we're not walking in, in you know, uh, that we're not murmuring or complaining. Amen. That, that old saying, you complain, what happens? You remain. You praise and you'll be raised. Amen. And I didn't make that up. I stole that from somebody. But anyway, uh, Matthew 5, 6, we're going to talk about today. And I'm, I'm kind of completing my walk of the spirit series, you know, walking in the fruit of the spirit, which is the main way to walk in the fruit is to walk in love. Amen. And but I want to talk to you about, you know, maintaining the glow. How many people out here are glowing for God? Well, we got a couple of you. Amen. <laughs> Uh, how about how about getting the glow back into your life? How many people might need to get get excited about the things of God? Amen. And and I see. I I think that that when we're excited about God, it, it it's attractable. It, it, attra- it attracts people to us, and people want to know what we're excited about. And and I, I think sometimes I think you know as, as believers we can forget. You know what Jesus has done for us. And we can forget that our sins were nailed on the cross 2,000 years ago. And we can forget, you know, the, 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 the price that was paid for us. And if we start remembering that every day, just start thinking about that price, I'm telling you, we'll start to glow for God. Amen? And really, you know, uh, Moses you know, was very close to God. And we, we know that he spent time, you know, in God's presence. The Bible actually says that God spoke to Moses face to face. Glory to God. And uh, his face glowed. Hallelujah. And so, you know, he, they'd say he had, to, he had to wear a veil to keep that glow. And see, I, by the time I'm done with this message, hopefully all your faces will be glowing so much that you might need to get a veil, glory to God. Are you listening to what I'm talking to you today? In other words, your face needs to be lit up like a neon light, like a neon sign, amen? And uh, so, so, so I'm going to give you keys on how to either uh, uh, maintain the glow. You know, you, we, we have to maintain our walk with Christ. Does anybody ever maintain your, you ever maintain your car out here? If you don't, your car is going to end up falling apart. <laughs> If anybody change their oil every 3,000 miles, do we got people that take care of their vehicles in the house today? Well, if we don't, we, have, we do have somebody that can work on cars right over here. No, I won't. I won't. Amen. But uh, the last uh, men's breakfast we were at, I found out that uh, Letty's dad loves to work on cars. And I'm not going to mention his full name today because I might have a line of people talking to him today. But... But he likes working on cars and fixing things up. Of course, there is a price. But no, I won't go there. But, uh, but uh, we need to maintain. Look at your neighbor and say, maintain. maintain. 
In other words, see, you coming out here every Sunday morning, and really you're coming out here for a tune-up. Because I, I think sometimes we get out of tune or at, with, with our relationship with God during the week. Anybody ever get out of tune? Any musicians in here? Any, anybody ever play a musical instrument? Don't you have to tune these instruments up? Don't you have to keep it tuned or it, it will, won't sound right, right? So we need to be tuned up. Amen. So this message is going to tune you up, hopefully. So I'm going to give you some keys on, on maintaining the glow or walking in the glory of God. And the number one key that we need to have is we need to stay hungry for God. Or if we're not hungry or ever been hungry, we need to get hungry. I'm going to say that again. We need to, we need to stay hungry for God. Or if we're not hungry, we need to get hungry. And, uh, you know, I, I like this because because it's not natural. You know, we 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 are you know, we, we live in a physical body and, you know, you you are you know, when you receive Christ, you're you're born again and you you have a spirit. Amen. And your body's your earth suit. And so uh, and your spirit needs to be fed. It needs the word of God. You know, uh, we, we give out um, every day. We do a daily scripture. And if you are on, uh, if you have a, if you give us your, 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 your phone number and your, um, your email, you'll get it in two areas. So you won't miss it. Amen. And uh, I'm telling you, God is so good. And, uh, you know, as I, you know, I, I was putting down daily scripture, you know, uh, for the email, because you can put, you know, the subject line. But then the Lord said, no, make it daily bread. Because you know what? The word of God is our daily bread. And I'm telling you, if you're weak today in your faith, if you're if you're if you're dealing with with depression or oppression or you feel like you're losing the battle, you're probably weak on the word of God. In other words, you might need some nutrition. You might need some word to build you up. Glory to God. And Jesus is the living word. And so here it says here, we need to stay hungry. This is the first key, stay hungry for God. I love what it says in Matthew 5, 6. And this is Jesus and he's, he's preaching and he's, uh, it's called the Sermon on the Mount. And he, he, he says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. And the problem is... That, that there is so much out here that the devil is trying to get us hungry and thirsty for worldly things. Are you, have you ever got, came home and, uh, from work and you're tired? You just want to sit down in the lazy boy and just watch TV and veg out. Anybody like that out here? No, you guys are too spiritual for that. But uh, and you just change that channel, change that channel. And then maybe some carnal movie might come on, you know. Some good movie like Terminator or something like that, I don't know. And, uh, and then you just veg out on a movie or watch maybe 15 minutes of that and then change it. Anybody like me out here? And what we're trying to do is we're trying to feed something. We're, we're tired. And what we don't realize is we're not just physically tired. We're spiritually tired. See, 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 you see, a lot of times people, you know, Christians, you know, you, really our bodies aren't tired. It's our spirits that, that, that get fatigued. In other words, we need to get filled up with God, filled up with his word. And so it says here, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. So it's, here's a key this morning. 
If you're not really, you know, reading your Bible daily and you're not really getting into the word and Sunday morning's your only time that you're in the word, uh, hopefully not. But uh, you need to ask God to give you a hunger for the word of God. You need to say, Heavenly Father, you know, I, I, I just don't really, you know, I, I, I don't have any hunger for your word. And just ask God, say, God, can you give me a hunger and a thirst for your word? And I'm telling you, I take that, you know, take that challenge this morning in your, in your prayer time. You know, ask God to give you a hunger. But then you're going to have to do something with that. You're going to have to, now you're going to have to act on your faith and get into the word. Amen. I like what the Bible says this. The Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste and see that the Lord is good. And so and so we need a we need a, we need a taste and see, because I'm telling you, when God starts revealing to you some things in the scripture and the scripture starts popping off the pages, I mean, it's going to make you run around the room. It's going to get you excited about the about about what he's doing and what he wants to do in your life. You believe that today? I love what it says in Psalms 42, 1 and 2. It says, as the deer pants for the water brooks, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? So we, we need to we need to get hungry and we need to stay hungry for God. And, and I, I'm, again, let me just say this again. It's, it's really easy, you know, to get to when we come in into our walk with Christ and when we first get saved. Everything's new and everything's, you know, brand new. Remember when you first got saved? I'm telling you, we couldn't, you know, you, you, you were always in the word. You're always coming to church. You were excited about the things of God. We need to continue to stay excited. Why? Because Jesus is coming back and he's coming back for a church full of love and faith. Amen. Without spot or wrinkle doing doing the works of Jesus. And we need to stay fired up for God. Amen. I like with Daniel, you know, Daniel in the in the Old Testament, he was he was uh, uh, trying to uh, get some wisdom from God and. And so he, he needed to he needed some understanding. And the Bible said that that Daniel, he, he set himself up for a fast. And, the, and that's where we get that Daniel's fast. Somebody some people call it a Daniel's diet. And, uh, and, and, and and that's where we get that Daniel's fast. And he set himself to focus on God. What if we folk and he did this for 21 days. He needed to he needed some wisdom. He needed some answers from God. He, he needed some treasure from God. He, he, he needed a he needed a God moment. And some of us are weak and we're tired in our faith. We're just trying to push through. But we're not supposed to be walking this life just trying to press, you know, push through. No, we're not supposed to be tapping the reserves. We're supposed to be walking in the overflow. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? And I don't know, some of you are dra- dragged in here this morning. <laughs> Amen. Oh, God bless Jesus. You know, almost didn't make it in. You know what I'm talking about? The flesh almost won this morning. You know, anybody know what I'm talking about? Because the flesh can be strong. 
our flesh is, is, the, is the me factor. It's, 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 it's all about me. Amen. And we need to be very careful that we're not just focused just on me. Me, myself, and I, the false trinity. You know, we need to be focused on God and focus on others. Amen. And Daniel was fasting. And, you know, even though he fasted, it took 21 days. Why? Because there was some opposition in the heavens and the angel was dispatched the first day. But it took, it was, there was an angelic battle going on in the heavens. And I'm going to say this, anytime you start to try to walk with God you start trying to be the God person that God called you to be, bet your bottom dollar there's going to be some opposition. Don't you think God, God's not going to, let me say this, the devil's not going to lay down and and let you walk in the blessings of God. You know, in in other words, there's going to be a fight. And anytime you say, I'm letting go of this and I'm letting go of that, I'm talking about carnal things and I'm picking up spiritual things, the enemy's going to fight you. Amen. Man, I've been trying to eat right for the past couple of weeks. I've been trying to do this 10 day diet thing. And, you know, uh, and it's three smoothies a day with one meal, you know, like a salad. And it sounds wonderful, doesn't it? And, um, and, you know, I've been failing miserably at it. <laughs> Last night I had two cookies and. My Lord Jesus. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? Why? Because I'm putting the law in effect. You can't have this because what you don't want, what you say to the flesh, you can't have. Your flesh says, I want. (laughs) Have you ever put the law in effect? You know, you need to put God, you need to put the grace in effect. What does that mean? Ask God to help you not to eat the cookies. And then ask your spouse to slap you upside the head if you're eating a cookie. Amen. Get some, get some extra help. Are you hear what I'm saying today? Get your spouse involved. Give her permission. Give him permission. Well, no, well give her permission. Amen. The, the problem with my diets is my wife is such a great cook and she's always cooking pies, baking cakes. Anybody know what I'm talking about here? And uh, but we'll continue. But we 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 need to we need to uh, seek God with a whole heart. We need to stay hungry for God. And sometimes what does that look like? That that sometimes that means that we might have to change uh, the way we do things. What, Pastor? Yeah, you might need to, you know, maybe you have to be at work at eight o'clock in the morning and your normal routine is you get up at seven and and, and it takes you 30 minutes to shower and do all that. And it takes you 15 minutes for, for coffee and food or whatever. And you have it so close together, you don't have any God time in. And you might need to change like like Daniel did. He changed his eating habits. You might need to get up 15 minutes earlier. What, pastor? (laughs) You might need to get up a little earlier and spend some time with God. Get some God time in. Amen. Spend some time in the word of God and spend some time making daily confessions and believing. See, the key to to maintaining this hunger level is that, you know, you got to have an expectation that God's going to do something. In other words, you, when you approach God's word, you've got to have an expectation that he's going to reveal some truth to you that's going to set you even freer that day than you were before. Because you see, see, the, the greater knowledge you have of God, the greater wisdom that you have of God, the greater freedom you're going to walk in. And the greater freedom you're going to walk in, the happier you're going to be. 
Because you're not going to have anything holding you down. You're not going to be, you're not going to, see, if you get a revelation of who you are in Christ, that's why confessing the word of God is so important. Speaking the promises of God and confessing who you are in Christ. You know, we have those confession seats on the table. And those confession sheets are not designed for you to take home and line your birdcage with it. You know what I'm saying? No, they're, they're designed for you to look at them and read them out loud. What, Pastor? You mean I actually have to read the Bible out loud? Yes. Why? Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And if you don't know what God's word says, see, your Bible is God speaking to you. And if you don't know what God's word says, you don't know what his promises says, then, then you will fall for any lie that comes down the, 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 the pike. You, you will fall for anything that's not the word of God. And so we need, we need to get a revelation of that. Number two key, if you're going to walk in the glory of God, if you're going to walk, if you're going to maintain the glow, you have to, you have to maintain a humble spirit before God. You, you have to, you know, it, that, that's the key. I, what my, my key here is that you got to be, be very careful about offense. Okay, there we go. You can't, you can't allow other people and what they do to you to, to, to get you to go the wrong way. You can't allow, you know, you got to be very careful about uh, people doing the wrong things and, you, and we getting offended. We know this, that in you, I don't know if you remember the story when Jesus was preaching about the parable of the soils. And he says that there's four soils. I love this. And the first soil and the soil represents a person's heart. And Jesus said that the seed represents God's word. And so and so our hearts are fertile ground for either God's word, seed or weeds. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And so the first, the first uh, soil, uh, the Bible says that the person didn't understand the word of God. And they were sitting in a church service. And, you know, they heard that Jesus saves and delivers and sets free. But for some reason, they didn't get it. And so the Bible says that they didn't have an understanding of the word of God. And this what knocks out a lot of people and some Christians is when we don't get it or we don't have an understanding why things are happening around us. Why things are why things why stuff is going down and why is this going down? I can tell you we reap what we sow. You know what we sow into our ground of our hearts where it's going to come up. And so and so we got to get see here's a key we got to make we got to make sure that we stay in the word of God until we get understanding. Because you're not going to always understand what the word of God says. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And you and you got to stay in it until God gives you revelation of the truth. Until you get an aha moment. Amen. And you got to get and, and we got to stay. But some people, they give up too quick and they throw in the towel too fast because they don't understand. They say, well, you know, they see some somebody, you know, a family die in a car accident. They were a good Christian family. And they say, well, I thought God was good. He is good. Amen. Amen. They were saved. They're, they went straight to heaven. Glory to God. Amen. But but the bottom line is just because there's some evil things that are happening out here doesn't mean that God's behind the evil. 
Amen. In other words, there's evil things happening all the time, but, but God is trying to get us to pray and to prevent some evil things from happening. So it's not all on God. Well, God, if God was so good, why did that car accident, why did that die, person die so young? Well, God is trying to work through us. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? He's trying to work through us. That's, he, and he, you know, the Bible says that God looked for a man to stand in, a, in the gap. But the Bible says, but he couldn't find a person. And you know what? Somebody needs to stand up and say, here am I, Lord, send me. But, you know, a lot of people say, would pray this prayer. Lord, here am I, send somebody else. Are you, send somebody else that has more anointing, somebody else that has uh, that, that can speak better. Somebody that, obviously, you know, somebody much better than you. No, man. Now, if you got a heart, you know, for something and you're praying for God to do something, maybe you're the person. OK, man, I'm I'm preaching today. Glory to God. I'm going to say this. You don't know who you are yet. See, some of us are still the caterpillar. You know, uh, I know when we get saved, you see that you're the caterpillar and then you turn into a butterfly. But really, some of us are still in that cocoon. (laughs) We're trying to break through that cocoon because we're going to break through into really who we are. You know, we come out to be a beautiful butterfly, but, but we're punching through the cocoon and, and we're still dealing with our past and we're still dealing with weaknesses of the flesh and we're still dealing with these, these anger issues. Can anybody say amen on that? Amen. And we're still dealing with depression and oppression and we're trying to break through that cocoon. Oh, you listen to what I'm saying to you today, but I'm telling you, some of you, the wing is your wings are beginning to break out. Of that cocoon. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Yes, you might be dragging a little bit today. But you're coming out of it. Look at your neighbor and say, you're coming out of it. Look at your other neighbor and say, I think you're coming. No. I think you're coming. I don't know. but Amen. And so we got to stay humble before God. You know, James 4, 6 and 10 says it this way. But he gives more grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud. But give grace to the humble. Therefore, submit to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. I love that scripture. The Bible says that he, you know, a a contrite heart uh, 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 that God won't turn away. You know, it's amazing. And he's saying here that if you want more grace, what is grace? It's God's ability on us. It's God empowering us to do something that we couldn't do before. It's God empowering us to walk on the water. In other words, God wants to empower you so much that whatever you do in your business, you're number one in your business. You're not just the average guy in the business. No, you're the one that the boss says, this guy's awesome. That gal is doing something awesome in our business. Why? Because you're supposed to stand out. You're, you know, God's, God's glory is supposed to be so much on us that we're standing out in whatever uh, business that we're in. Oh, you listen to what I'm saying to you today. Hallelujah. You're getting more customers, more clients. Am I talking to anybody today? That's what the glory will do when it's upon you. And it's working through you, glory to God. And so he gives more grace. And it says here, draw near to God and he will draw near you. Cleanse you hands, your sinners. 
and purify your heart, you double-minded. Boy, he's really, he's really saying it here. Layman and mourn and weep. What is he saying? He's saying that once you find out that there's some areas in your life that you're walking contrary to God, get it right. And he said, don't walk like a sinner, walk like a saint. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? Because your lifestyle will affect your walk with Christ. And you cannot separate your lifestyle from your faith. Okay, I'm preaching today. In other words, your faith and your lifestyle need to be congruent. It needs to connect. In other words, you need to look like Jesus, not like the other guy. We don't want to look like the other guy. Who's the other guy? Old Slewfoot, right? <laughs> Amen. I don't know. I heard Slewfoot. I don't know what that means. But anyway, and uh, humble yourself in the sight of the Lord, and he what will lift you up. I don't know about you, but I want to I walk in the glory. I, I, I want to float when I walk. You know what I'm talking about? I want to, I want to, are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? I, I want to be able to, you know, whatever, you know, maybe holding other people back, God's grace can push you into the blessings that you've been desiring to walk in. Do you believe that today? I like what it says in Isaiah 57, 15. For thus says the high and lofty one who inhabits eternity, whose name is holy. I dwell in the high and holy place with him who has a contrite and humble spirit to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the contrite ones. Think about that. This is talking about God Almighty. And it's saying that God, he, he lives in this high and lofty place. Think about that. But God is looking down on earth and he's just trying to find somebody that's humble. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Somebody, and he said, I will dwell with those that are humble. Those that know that they need God. Those that know that they can't do it without God. That those that, 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 that say, God, if, it's not, if, if it wasn't for you, I don't know where I'd be at. I, I tell people this all the time. You know, I said, Jesus has saved my life and I'd be in a world of hurts if it wasn't for Jesus. And I really mean that because Jesus took my hurts. Jesus took my pain. Glory to God. Jesus bore it for me. And so I would be in a world of hurts if it wasn't for Jesus. I like this in Matthew 15, 21 through 28. And this is a story about Jesus. And, and um, let's read this. It's really good. And, and this is about staying humble and really staying humble and not allowing offense to come in. Because, you know, it's, you know, let me just, can I dumb it down a little bit? Uh, let me just say hurt. Anybody ever get hurt out here? Because offense is a strong word. And most, most Christians don't say, I'm not offended. You know, you might be, you know, you keep rehearsing, you know, what they did to you. And you keep talking about it. Or that, that, keeps, that come, keeps coming up. You haven't let go of it. And we need to make sure that we're not allowing offense, amen, to get, because offended, offense will cause us to get hard. We'll get, we'll, we'll, you know, we, we won't trust people. And, 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 and if, you know, when people hurt us, we put those walls up and, and we got to be very careful. And then we don't want to reach out and, and we build walls around us, you know, and really, and, 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 and it, it keeps people out and really, and it keeps us from, from, from venturing out to be a blessing to others. 
And so, again, that's why some, there's a lot of people out of church today that are Christians and they've been hurt maybe in a church or they've been hurt by, by the pastor or somebody in the church. And then they back out and the devil, you know, gets them to leave church. And you've got to be very careful. Don't let somebody that did you wrong make you do wrong. Are you listening? In other words, don't allow the enemy to get you so protected that you don't let anybody in. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? And so right here in this story, uh, you know, it's about this lady that had a I'm not going to read it, but it's about this lady that had uh, a demon possessed daughter. And uh, and she goes to Jesus. Of course, Jesus and his disciples, they were having a day off. So they were they were just enjoying it. You know, they worked hard. They were having a day off. And this lady started come came and started talking to the disciples and Jesus and asking, you know, Jesus and the disciples to deliver uh, her her daughter uh, from a demon. And, uh, you know, and she was she was asking, you know, and, and the disciples, you know, you know, she wasn't in she wasn't a Jew and she wasn't in the household of faith. She was a Seraphonician woman. And uh, and she uh, the bottom line was that that uh, they asked Jesus to send her away. And Jesus said this to her and he said, you know, it's, it's you know, I, I, I'm only called to the lost sheep of Israel and then she kept pressing him. And then he said, you know, it's not good to, for me to give my, you know, to give out bread to the dogs. And, and of course, he called her a dog. Amen. And uh, but see, the problem was her issue was, see, see, she had the whole wrong motive behind why she wanted her daughter delivered. The, 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 the bottom line with this is she wanted her daughter delivered because her daughter was driving her crazy. It wasn't for her daughter. It was for herself. Have mercy on me. What about have mercy on her daughter? The one that's demon possessed. See, we got to be very careful when we're praying. It's not that we're not praying that our boss gets saved so we can for the oppression to leave us. No, we need our boss to get saved, not because he's tormenting us, but because he needs Jesus and he'll go to hell if it's not for Jesus, not for our relief. Is this helping anybody? So when she approached Jesus and she said, my daughter needs to have mercy on me. No, have mercy on her daughter. And then finally, she came down to a point where she said, even, you know, the dogs eat from from the crumbs in the master table. And Jesus said, great is thy faith. See, your faith is so powerful, even though Jesus was standing strong and, 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 and let her know that the power wasn't for her. She got it anyway. Why? Because your faith can change things. Your faith can move mountains, even though they, they may not have been in the mind of God. You know, but see, I really believe that it's always in the mind of God to set people free. It's always and sometimes we just going to have to press in and, and she and she called Jesus Lord and she finally submitted to the lordship of Jesus. He wasn't just Jesus wasn't just her errand boy to take care of a problem. No, Jesus, he, she called him Lord. And so we need to get to a point where in our humility that, that God is God and we're not. And regardless of what's going down in our life, what's going down, we, we need to be praying for other people. We need to be believing for their deliverance, not for us, but for them. Amen. And see, number three, if we're going to maintain the glow, if we're going to walk in the glory, we need to walk in honor towards God and other people. 
In other words, we need to understand, you say, even unbelievers, yeah, because, you know, even unbelievers might do wrong things. They are made in the image of God. Just be, listen, just because people do wrong things, you still can honor and respect not what they do, but respect that they're made in the image of God. And walk in love towards people. Look at your name and say, walk in love. Amen. And so we need to honor God and we need to honor people, walk in love and respect towards other people. I love this. Matthew 8, 5 and 13 says it this way. And this is Jesus. Now, when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him, pleading with him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home, paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. And Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. I love that. Think about this. This was a centurion. Now, the backstory of this centurion was that this centurion had a relationship with the Jewish people. And the Bible actually says in another verse that he helped build a synagogue. So he already was a, a, a centurion that, that Jesus already knew that this guy had a heart for the Jews. Right. And I, that's the backstory of it. In other words, this this centurion honored God and the things of God. Are you, are you hearing what I'm saying today? And it was interesting. And Jesus was like, right here, I'll come immediately and heal him. And isn't that awesome? So Jesus was right there ready. And then, he, then this centurion says, you know, and, and this is talking, I'm talking about honoring God, that we need to maintain honor towards God and honor towards people or the things of God. And this centurion said, you, you, you know, Lord, you don't have to go to my house. Just speak the word. And my servant will be healed just by your words. Now, this is powerful. And Jesus said, I haven't seen such great faith in all of Israel. In other words, great faith. Are you ready for this today? Great faith is taking God by his word and believing it. Can I say that again? Great faith. Is taking God. When you read the promise of God that says you're the head and not the tail, you're the lender and not the borrower, you're blessed in the city and in the field by Jesus Christ, you are healed. Glory to God. When you start reading these, you, you say, so be it. I believe it. But see, it it may not be lining up physically. You may be struggling in health issues, but you keep saying it and you keep believing it and eventually you'll have it. Can I say that again? You keep saying it, you keep believing it, and eventually you will have it. Are you listening? And so this centurion honored uh, uh, Jesus, and, and, and he honored the, the Jewish people, and, and he honored, and, and Jesus honored him and said, so be it. The servant was healed that very hour. And Jesus said, I haven't seen such great faith in all of Israel. And, and his disciples were there. So that, that's pretty powerful because this guy and then Jesus said people like that, people of faith will, will dine in heaven with, with all the patriarchs. And I, you know what? That's what that's what Jesus is looking for today. He, he, want, he wants us to have this tenacious faith that won't give up, that will keep speaking the word of God until it comes to pass. 
Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? The number fourth key, we need to continue to stay concentrated to God, embrace the things of God, and shun the things of the world. Now, I love this in Romans 12, 1 and 2. I love this because this is, this is a prerequisite of being a Christian. It says here, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service of worship. So, so God, so our bodies are, are, are I always say this, uh, are owned twice over. Your body is owned because, because God created it. In other words, you know, he, 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 did, he created your body. And number two, it is bought with the blood of Jesus. It's owned twice over. And so really, uh, uh, it, we need to, we need to, uh, our bodies need to be presented to God as a living sacrifice. And what does that mean, Pastor? That means that your body needs to be in the Word of God. Your body needs to be in church. Your body... Are you listening to what I'm saying today? You need to present your bodies. And it says here, do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The reason why some of us are still struggling... Uh, in our humanity, we're still struggling with weaknesses uh, because we haven't renewed our mind to, again, who we are, what we have and what we can do in Christ. And, and the more you renew your mind, you make your mind new, because when you get saved, you don't have a new mind. You have a new spirit. And so your mind is still pretty screwed up in some areas. OK. Um, I'm saying something. In other words, some of your minds are really screwed up. <laughs> and, may, may, and you know what? You might say, go to a psychologist for 20 years may do the trick. No, no. Listen, the word of God will change you. The word of God will transform you. The word of God will make you into that person. I'm telling you, you'll be like a sharp two-edged sword, ready to take the enemy down. Are you listening? When you find out who you are, glory to God, and you start transforming your mind. Amen. What it is, we got mind issues. We're allowing the, our past. We're allowing the weaknesses that we're struggling with. And, we, and, we, and we, we, we become our problem. No, you need to become the promise. Amen. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And so I love that. And so number fifth key, we need to stay in unity with God and others. This is big, 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 big. Because see, see the devil, what he's working against, he's working against unification. In other words, we need to stay in unity with the Father and we need to stay in unity with other people. Amen. And so that means we need to walk in love towards God and walk in love towards other people. Now, now there are going to be people that do things that aren't right and ungodly. You can only walk in love as far as they, you know, a, a, as you can. You don't join the people for doing ungodly things. But uh, you walk in love as far as you can. Amen. And, and you try to stay in unity as far as, in, in other words, stay in peace. Peace with God and peace with other people. And there might be some people that maybe at the job that, that every time you, they're heckling you and giving you problems. Some people, you know, you, you may not, you might need to stay away from some of those people. Amen. And you say, and you say, pastor, those are my relatives. But some, some, some people, uh, I know it might be your spouse. No, I'm not telling you to get away from your spouse. Okay, don't, don't, don't misunderstand my message today. Uh, my spouse is really getting on my everlasting nerve. You know? uh, 
I need to stay away from them. You know? No, no, you got to work those things out. Amen. Praise God. And, uh, but, uh, but, you, but, but stay in peace or in unity as far as you can. And when you, and you walk in unity, that is the key to the commanded blessing. I love what it says in Psalms 133. It says, behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. I love that because, you know, we've been getting reports of people coming into the church and they're, and they're, and they're saying, man, your, your church walks in such love. Amen. It just seems like everybody gets along and I praise the Lord. Amen. And, uh, and, and so, and so, you know, and when, when, when there's, when there's disagreement in a relationship, when there's tension in a relationship, you can even, you know, you can know some people. And if you walk in their house, if they had an argument, you can feel it. It's like in the air, man. Of course it might be on their face too. You know, but it's in the air. You know, it's like it's like arguing and fussing and fighting. You know what happens when we're arguing, fussing and fighting? It, it, it's the demonic. It's a demonic warfare. It's, demons are, are, are laughing. They're the ones that are, that, that are trying to get us to argue, fuss and fight. And they know it, it, it's a it's a, it's a grace crusher. It will crush the grace out of us and we'll be looking like mere men. You, you're not supposed to look like a regular person. Can I say again? You're not supposed to be looking like the world. You're, you're supposed to be standing up and standing out and looking different. And you're not supposed to be looking like, like the way the world looks. The, the world is pathetic. They're just trying to find the next fix to get them up. They're trying to find the next entertainment thing, the next new iPhone. You know, oh, man, the new iPhone's coming out. I'm going to be really happening when I get that one, you know. I used to be like that, but not anymore. I still got the eight plus. But anyway, I used to watch those little, you know, the Apple show. And what's the next thing? Oh, three cameras. Oh, my God. Now I can take three times more pictures of myself. <laughs> show to everybody how good looking I am. Anybody, any selfie people out here? Any selfie people out here? If you're going to take a picture, do it at Exceed Life, right behind our sign, you know. Get that sign in there, amen. Advertise us while you do it, amen. Get people coming out. But again, uh, that, was, that was a freebie for you guys. Number seven, if we're going to walk in the glow, we have to continue to pray to God. What do you mean continue to pray? You've got to stay in constant communication with the Lord. You've got to get up and thank God that it's a beautiful day, even if it's raining. You have to continue just to stay in a, a verbal relationship with God. And prayer is not just asking God for things. It's talking to God. It's not just a, a dialogue. It's a monologue. It, we, want, we want to spend time with God. First Thessalonians 5, 16, 18 says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ. If you want to maintain that glow, start writing down what you're thankful for every morning. Start thanking God, not for what you don't have or see the enemy wants to get us focused on what we don't have or, or, or the prayers that have not been answered. The enemy wants us to get us focused on things. Why? Because the enemy wants us to be unthankful. He wants us to be grumblers and complainers. 
And so if the enemy can get us focused on what we don't have, what we're missing in our life, or, or maybe even what you might be battling in your body. You know, maybe you have, have something wrong with your body. Thank God for the rest of your body that's working. There's something you can always give thanks to God. That will help you maintain the glow. And then number eight, uh, uh, you need to... Uh, now this is... Uh, um, should, I, should, I, should I finish this up with number eight? Should I, should I give this key? Should I give this key today? Uh, continue to sow financial seed into the kingdom. Oh, pastor, now you win. Now you win. You're talking about that I should sow some, some finances into the kingdom of God? Yes, you should. Why? Not for God. It's not because God needs it. Because you need God's grace on your, on your finances. Because see, the, the, your, our finances, we're in a cursed world system. And it's all designed for us to work, 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 and never get ahead. And so we're kind of like, you know, we're always, we're like that gerbil, you know, that's on that wheel that keeps running, you know, 40 hours a week, 50 hours a week, and never getting ahead. And so we're, we're, and and us Christians are like that. We're running and trying to get somewhere, but this breaks down and that breaks down and this and all that. And, you know, and, you know, uh, you know. What we need to do is we need to have our money circumcised. We, 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 need to, we need to have our money blessed. How do you do that? Ties and offerings. You're, you're, give, you're putting God first place in what you make. You're saying, God, money doesn't have a hold on me. I can, yeah, and I, what I love about the tithe, it's equal across the board. You can make $25 uh, a, a, a week or $100 a week. That's 10 bucks. 10 bucks. And you get a couple of dollars for offering, but but it's it's equal. You make a million dollars. That's a you know a year. That's a hundred thousand dollars goes to God. Amen. And you make you know a hundred thousand a year. That's ten thousand. The, the millionaire is not doing anything greater because he's given more. He it's it's all percentage. It's all equals, and so it's equal blessing all across the board. Because God wants to open the windows of heaven and pour us out a blessing. And what happened is, is we're, what, what happens is when we hold back from God. See, you're holding back from yourself. You're, you're, you're keeping the blessing from really coming in. And I want, I want everything I touch to be blessed. And so I proved it out. I've tithed and God has opened doors of grace and God has given me grace and financial blessings are coming my way. And God's given me witty ideas. And one of the keys that I believe happens when you tithe and you put in God first place, because the Bible says in Deuteronomy 8, 18, it says that God gives us wealth so that we can establish his covenant. And every dollar that goes into church and we take that money and we want it, we want to take it out and get soul saved, every dollar represents a soul into the kingdom of God. And so when you put in your money, we're, we're, we're spreading that money out to missions all around the world. We're spreading that money out to, to, to local ministries. They're getting people saved. We're spreading that. We're giving, we're giving as a church 10, over 10% back out into the community. Why, why do we do that? Because we want to be a tithing church. We want to be a blesser. We give to Jewish causes. We want to see the kingdom of God advance in every area. So your money represents a soul. And if we hold back our tithe and our giving, we're holding back the kingdom of God from coming into the fruition that God wants it to come into. And we're holding back Jesus from coming back. And, and we, you know, we don't want to be in that position. 
But I don't want to hold God back. I don't want to hold his blessing back on my life. No, I want to just give. And, and the Bible says give and it will be given back to you. Press down, shake it together, running over. And we just had a lady that just started coming to our church and she started giving and praise God. Amen. And God started blessing her. Did you want to give that testimony? Would you like to give a testimony? Come on up. Yeah. She thought it was somebody else. Give your testimony. Glory to God. Two months now, almost. And uh, Sister Linda, mother had a birthday party one a weekend. And uh, I went to the birthday party. And she was telling about how good God is to her mother because she's always given. And she's always shared things. And she paid her tithes. And I say, well, I think I'm going to try that myself. And I tried it. <laughs> And glory be to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. That week after I started paying my tithes and giving my offerings, God blessed me tremendously. I got an overflow. And I promise God, because of that, I'm going to contribute to this church and bless this church. And I want to thank God for Pastor Davis today and your preaching and teaching the word and about the tithes. I thank God for you. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Isn't God awesome? And you know, I know money can be a touchy situation. Can I just double it? You know, double it. Money can be a touchy situation because money affects everything in our life. We, we work for it. But you know what? When you really start trusting God and you say, God, I'm going to put you first place. You may not understand how it works. You may be just be barely making it. But God takes your 90 percent and he will take it further than what your 100% could ever do. And God will bless you tremendously. And I'm telling you, you'll be expanding the kingdom of God. You believe that today? And I'm talking about walking in the overflow. I could probably have so many different people come up here and say, yes, I got blessed with this good job. And I got that. I could probably have a line of people that are giving into the church. Any other, anybody, any, anybody else wants to testify? Amen. We would have people it, like we wouldn't be able to close this church down. Amen. But God is so good. God wants you blessed. He wants you walking in overflow. He wants you blessed in your body. He wants you healthy. He wants you blessed in your relationships. He wants your relationships to be fruitful. He, he wants you blessed in your finances. He wants you to have so much finances so you have enough so you can help other people see the goodness of God. Amen. Today, I was, yesterday I was at Starbucks and there was a guy right behind me and thank God I have extra finances. And I said, I said, I want to buy this guy's coffee. Now, of course, it's not a big deal. Coffee, two bucks. You can handle that. But and, and so I said, here's here's my, you know, I want to buy coffee for you. And he said, no, you don't have to do that. He looked like he was in the military. I said, well, I said, what do you do? He said, he, he said, I'm a retired teacher. I said, you really need a cup of coffee then. You, you deal with these teenagers. My God, Lord, I used to be a youth minister. I know I, I'm surprised you still have hair. But he said, no, I'm a retired 
you know, you know any, any, any parents know I'm, okay, we won't go there. And, uh, and so I said, let me, I insisted, let me buy your coffee for you. And you know what? And, 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 and I ordered a, a small coffee and the lady saw me. See, it affects everybody around you. Anyway, this guy's buying coffee for people. And, uh, and, and so I bought his coffee, just told him Jesus loved him. I asked him if he knew what John three sixteen says, and he was able to quote it. Then I said, are you living it? No, I won't go there. But and so I bought his coffee for him and uh, he was so thankful and and I wasn't locked and loaded. I didn't have a card. He was visiting anyway. And uh, but I just let him know that Jesus loved him. And and the reason why I do this is John three sixteen for God so loved the world that he gave. And listen, that is going to be a key when you start being nice to people and reaching out to people. And I'm telling you, I, I, I got in my car and I put on some worship music and all of a sudden I felt the presence of God in my car. And I just and I got choked up and I felt the presence of the Lord all over me. And God was touching me in the car and the glory of God was filling my car. And all I did was buy a two dollar coffee. I'm telling you, two dollars is worth it. But what I did was I, I got somebody closer to Jesus. And that's what we're all called to do is bring people closer to Jesus because we're because God is looking for a big family in heaven. And he's not just satisfied with a little pe- bunch, a little group of people. He wants to see Hampton Roads. He wants to see it saved. And I'm telling you, Sea Life Church is growing and growing and growing and growing. And the devils are leaving this area and they're getting scattered and they won't have a, the devils won't have a body to stay in because we'll be casting out devils, laying hands. There'll be no sick people in Virginia Beach because this church is going to become that mighty church that God has called it to be. And you're part of the church. You're becoming that glorious church. You're breaking out that cocoon. Your wings are coming out. It's becoming, I'm telling you, becoming more and more beautiful. You believe that today? Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, I just thank you for your mercies and for your goodness and for your love. And I just thank you, Father God, you're so good to us. And Father God, it compels us to be good back to you and back to people. And Father God, I just thank you, Lord, for every person here, perhaps those that are watching online and Perhaps you're in a place, maybe you're barely making it. Maybe you're just trying to make ends meet. God wants to invade your financial situation. Maybe you're dealing with health issues or you're dealing with relationship issues. God wants to invade these these areas of your life to bring newness into it. He wants to overflow big. Maybe you, you don't know right now. You don't know where you're sitting with God today. Well, the Bible says today is a day of salvation. Salvation means to be delivered from anything you're dealing with and mainly to be delivered from the, 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 the bondage of the evil one. So if, if you're ready to receive Jesus, say you've never made a confession of your faith. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth, believe in your heart that Jesus died on the cross and was raised from the dead, you shall be saved. So if you, if you make this confession today, I believe it's going to propel you into a glorious place in God. Say this after me and me in your heart. If you're ready to move forward in God and see the glory of God in your life, say this. Dear God, I believe Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. Jesus, I believe you were raised from the dead. For my justification. Today I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. 
We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.